welcome back, family, to the Back Issue Book Club for episode number 19. Yeah, 19. Up there, yes. yes. I'm Greg, that's Rich. Hey. And uh, this week we barely, <laughs> I barely finished reading <laughs> our assignment, which was the first volume, basically, of Nova, which is Nova 1 through 12 and Amazing Spider-Man 171 to cap it off mm-hmm. from 1976. Yes. And uh, for... Only the second time in 19 episodes, I beat you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's two in a row now, I think, right? Uh, I don't know if it was last week. I thought it was the week before. Maybe. Oh, well. Um, but yes. So we read this because it was um, a suggestion from one of our patrons over on Patreon. And uh, we actually had our awesome meetup, virtual meetup yesterday. Oh, man, that was fun. Uh, of all the patrons. And we got to meet meet them all, you know, in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool. It was it was awesome. And we get, we got some ideas coming that we brewed up together with all of us. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. We, and, go ahead. I was gonna say it was really important for me to get their feedback on how they want to see certain things happen in the channel, and for them to see that we do take it to heart and listen and and, and obey. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, if you want to be part of that, hit us up on Patreon at patreon.com slash Timohana. We'd love to have you there and love to get your uh, input on the direction of the channel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That being said, Nova. Nova 1 through 12 and Spider-Man 171? Yep. All right. Um, I guess I'll go first this time. Okay. Uh, well, usually you go first, so I, I don't want to put, you know, like, kick you off the plank, the, you know, walking the plank first every week. So once in a while, I got to bite the bullet. Uh, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, I definitely could see the different writing styles between back then and now. Um, I had this sense that it was really written for a younger audience, <laughs> um, where they would see a high school student as an older person than the reader. <laughs> Yep. And um I had the feeling that they were they they were trying to like recreate Peter Parker with small differences. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's got the same uh witty responses. He's got the same bully in high school that beats him up all the time. But instead of being a straight A student, he's now a, he can barely pass the classes but refers to himself as a nerd. I found that interesting because yeah. the whole time I was like, "Oh, this is very Spider-Man." But yeah. he's not doing well in school. Right. And his parental figures are still alive. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, and he, he gets a girlfriend pretty quickly right off the bat. She's kind of chasing him more than he's chasing her. Right. Uh, uh, Ginger J. Yes. Got to go with the alliteration. Richard Ryder, and, Ginger J. Yeah. Um, and he's got a younger brother that is uh, a 160 IQ, uh, but keeps inventing things that don't work. <laughs> yeah, they keep set the house on fire. Yep. <laughs> Had to use the fire which, extinguisher. Which they needed that fire extinguisher later on. So. Yes, they did. I remember that. <laughs> and then I, you, get, you get one of those little asterisks with the, uh, check it out, issue number six, Marv Wolfman or whatever. Yes. Yeah. No, it was Wolfman that uh, put it in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
I I okay. So now that we're talking about Wolfman, I really enjoyed like the fourth wall breaking of going to Marvel Comics, and they wanted to like interview him to see if they wanted to write a comic book about him. Yeah, that was and fun. Make, and making it seem like the comic books that they write are we're just document. These are documentaries, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is National know, Geographic's like, we got here. Yeah, exactly. These these things actually happen. We you know we've signed contracts with these heroes to tell what they do on a daily basis. Uh, you know their stories. If they're, if they're late, it's because they really haven't done anything this week. <laughs> I've got people following Dracula around, but he hasn't done anything. Right. He's just kind of chilling this week. <laughs> <laughs> Another writer is you know uh, oh my god Conan is uh, really falling behind. I gotta hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> and they're like. They all answer to like Stan, and Stan's like this cool guy, and he's never in the office because he's giving lectures and spreading the quote unquote gospel. Yeah. Um, but then he finally makes an appearance, and what did he say? He, he it's a quick appearance, yeah. and then he's like leaving the room, and he's like, "Hey, uh, Marv, get on that." I forget what it was. Oh, I wrote it down. That was a yeah. Um, uh, shoot, wait, 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 where? Oh, it was last. Uh, uh, uh Midas the Millionaire Mouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like Midas Mouse. That's supposed to be like uh, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. And then at the end of that issue, Richard Ryder is like questioning himself. Uh, you know, first of all, there's a shit ton of entire in- internal dialogue. This whole thing, it's a little much. But he's yeah. flying and he's like talking to himself, and he's like, "Man, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not good enough for Marvel Comics. Maybe I'll go to the competition." Ah, oh, there is no competition. And then he's like, ah, actually, there's no competition. What am I talking about? It's Marvel all the way or something. Yeah. I was like, okay, guys. I mean, they're product placement. They're product placing themselves. It's great. Yeah. I don't blame them at all. I think it was funny. It's it was very She-Hulky for me in a good yep. way. Uh, just sticking real quick with that issue, there were two things that I found out. One, it settled a debate in my head. On the pro- correct pronunciation of Sal Busima's last name, yeah, <laughs> because I, I have heard a little, see I, since I was a kid. I'm like, how do you pronounce that? And I've heard people pronounce it both ways, Buscema or Busima. And in the book, he actually says, no, it's not B U S dash S K E M E. It's Busima. I'm like, okay, hey, I know how to pronounce his name now. <laughs> there you go, right from right from his mouth. And the other thing that I found out was that uh, the editor that was yelling at everybody to get their stories in yeah was a name that I, I wasn't familiar with it was john verborton yeah i don't know that because he passed away later that year oh he passed that that the issue that we were reading was uh published of january 1977 he passed away in december of 1977 because i looked him up i'm like how do i not know an editor oh because i was only nine and he wasn't there after that yeah I wonder if he really was like an a-hole. Uh, well, if he really was, I don't think that he, since he's the editor, he would have allowed that to be printed. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but then that makes me a big fan of his. Because if you can let yourself get poked fun of like that, then you're a good sport. Well, we do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're good sports. Yes, exactly. Um. Yeah, so like I said before, in my opinion... I agree with you. I thought it was pretty all right. I, 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 usually these older books, it's easy for them to be like, Ugh. but this did better than like the Iron Man uh, Submariner combo book for me. Yeah. Um, 
but there was a lot of internal dialogue in this series so far and i was just i was hoping it would be even if it was a third less it would be nicer to me mm-hmm. there was times where i could see that the the editing maybe it was verboten verboten whatever didn't catch a lot of mistakes um there was one panel i don't remember which book and i know we were, there's a lot of them mm-hmm. it had to do with the father being i think it was where he got uh suspended from being a principal yeah and um it, these two other characters in the frame were his, richard Ryder and his mother okay and the two speech bubbles above them were you know one said what and the other one went dad but then unfortunately they were reversed and the one saying dad was his mother <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah i i had to, oh, I, I read it and went wait well that's a goof <laughs> I noticed I noticed one um, uh, in one of the later books where we've gotten to know um, the dreaded one. Yeah, I forget his name. Co- Sp- uh, Sphinx. Sphinx. Sp- yeah. Yeah. His like little mysterious side advisor, Sage. Yes. It was spelled norm mostly S A Y G E. And one time they did it S A G E. Yep. Yep, I, I saw, saw that too. And I was like, ah, did I? No, that was a mistake. Uh, yeah, I mean, and there were other things that just, I'm reading it like, this doesn't make sense. You see, he's in a battle, but, and most of the time, he's you see his thought bubbles of what's going on in his brain. Yeah. But a few times, he's like saying, so all I have to do now is, uh, if I were to swing around and do that, and he's actually saying it as a speech bubble. Oh, it's, like, not, a, it's not, a, saying, not a curly yeah, bubble? Are you actually saying this out loud for your opponent to hear? <laughs> Now, if I could only just punch you in the chin. I'm going to move. <laughs> there were other times where something happens super quick, and he does. he's like, oh, I, I can't believe he's, he's coming down and hitting me that fast. I have no time to react. If you have that, uh, the same amount of time, if you have enough time to think all of that. <laughs> yeah, but that is something that all of these old books have, though. Yeah. It's not specific to this one. Because I remember. But it you know, like, happens I, so much in the series. <laughs> Blue blazes. Two oh words. yeah, what the blue blazes? <laughs> Two words for you: blue blazes. <laughs> Those words, I think he, they probably had that like fifty times in these first twelve books. Yeah, they it, they definitely tried to develop their own catchphrases and a whole uh, host of characters they were trying to introduce. Yeah, because they had like uh, uh, caps, caps, his friend. Yeah. And then uh, Dylan, was that his name? The Jewish friend? Yes. Who's always like, Boychik. Boychik. Yes. Is that just like, dude? Yeah, kind of. Or buddy, or whatever? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's a a cute little... uh, My first boss used to call me Boychik all the time. Okay. Just a little term of endearment or whatever? Yeah. Hey, Boychik, how you doing? (laughs) Gotcha. It's kind of like, hey, kiddo, what's up? Right, right, right. And then he would always say, like, shalom and stuff, and I was like, okay. This guy's very Jewish. <laughs> it's okay. It's just I've never seen it so explicit before. And when Caps disappears for three days and the front door is wide open, they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I would have called the cops as soon as I saw the damn door open. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird side quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where Caps's uncle comes back as a faceless human-esque thing. Humanoid. Humanoid, Yeah from a million years into the future 
who where he was like being loved by a entity single soul entity left from earth and (laughs) she gave it was a woman who fell in love with him and he didn't love her back again actually this is kind of interesting it's kind of a mirror of not mirror but the girl again attaching to the boy more than the boy attaching to the girl with like rich rider and ginger um and then he comes and he bl- he blames his his uh, nephew, his poor high school nephew, for for his issues and ties him up and tr- was about to drown him and uh, it was weird. And then changed his mind at the last second, but it was too late to save him. Like, wait, so you got there and Nova was already saving him, but Nova barely <laughs> right got him out. So apparently, if you were ten seconds later, you wouldn't have made it. <laughs> right. And then there's the sultry mistress in the in the old apartment, in, yeah, in the red and yeah, exactly. When I, when I saw it, I'm like, oh wow, they had milfs in 1977. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so and then and he's he tells his his uh, nephew to oh talk to talk to my my ex wife, tell her I, I'm alive and I still love her, and it was just I don't know, it was it was a weird story plot. Yeah. I don't know what now, the, Go ahead. The one issue that started with the battle with Firefly, um, again, for those that don't know, we read these digitally. Yeah. And the way they just, like, jumped right into it, I'm like, did I miss an issue? <laughs> well, was I supposed to know who this guy was and how Richard Ryder knew how to fight him and everything else? <laughs> well, it's sad at the beginning of that issue, if I recall correctly... Uh, something to the effect of, so here are the goings on between our stories that we've been having, that we've been telling. So it was just like um, a slice of life kind of thing. Uh, now I have to look it up. It's bothering me <laughs> that I don't know it. Well, while you're looking it up, um, one of my favorite things was him questioning whether or not he is impervious or bulletproof in the beginning. Uh-huh. And he can move super fast and duck out of the way, but the one time he decides not to do that or doesn't react, he actually is shot three times in the chest. Thinks and he goes, Oh, so I am bulletproof. I'm like, dude, I would have been like I have more appreciation now for the movie Shazam where they did all the testing. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I would have at least I, I don't know, maybe let me hit myself in the arm with a hammer or something on the side before I Gra- oh wow! I just got shot three times in the chest. Oh well, yeah, I guess I'm bulletproof. I would have been like, like I, I quit smoking four years ago. I would have taken it back up again. The dude just shot me. Right. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a little graduation from step to step, maybe. Yeah. Except from zero to one hundred. Uh, okay, I found it. Let's see. So that that book you were talking about with Firefly, it starts with "Ever wonder what happens between issues of Nova?" We'll sit back and enjoy because we're coming in on the end of a battle that is now in progress. So they kind of clue you into that part. Cool. So hey, one other note that I had here, which it's it's related to the Marvel thing, uh-huh. when he sees on the news that uh Marvel is looking for him. Yeah. Did you catch the follow up story to that? I mean after they were finished what you know, back to regular news. Uh in Calcutta, like eight thousand penguins escaped. Yeah, 
My first thought is, why are there 8,000 penguins in Calcutta right. to escape? <laughs> I don't think there's 8,000 penguins in Antarctica. <laughs> no, they're, they're delicious. That's why. Uh, <laughs> oh! I'm like, why, why would there even be 8,000 penguins in Calcutta? Maybe 80, I can understand, in the zoo. But 8,000? Was there, you know, was there a giant ship? Got overtaken by penguins, and they were looking for a warmer climate, and they escaped from the... I, what the hell? I don't know. I wonder if they just kind of threw it in there to see if people would People notice. like me would... Re- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have loved to read, uh, like, uh, the, the no prize... Or, you know, the comments that uh-huh. were made by the readers like an issue or two later. Yeah. Like, Why are 8,000 ca- penguins in Calcutta? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, actually. That's a good idea. Um, okay, so what do you think about the whole buildup of the Condor and um, this, uh, what was his name, Powerhouse and, Di- yeah. and Diamond Head? Diamond Head, yeah. Well, Diamond Head's introduction... Reminded me of why I thought comic books were so corny in that in that time. He, he's in issue three. Yeah. The very first word in the comic is spoken by Diamond Head. It is bah, B-A-H. <laughs> bah, I'm better than these people. Bah, bah. I say. <laughs> I'm like, nobody uses the word bah. <laughs> but, you know, and it's actually used multiple times throughout the, you know, through comic books. Um. I thought the Condor was the dumbest villain. It was, it, you know, it was like uh, unfinished or something. He's like this super smart guy that picks a really dumb bird to emulate. <laughs> and also, I was like, so the the entire goal that he wanted was to be the crime boss of the world or something. Yeah. It was just really weird and vague and I, uh, like a not fleshed out idea, I feel like. Yeah, well I, I think that he got read some somewhere that the Sphinx was wanted to be the crime boss, but it was actually he wanted to be the emperor of the entire planet. And he's like, "No, you know what? That sounds like a cool title. I want to be that." I'm pretty sure Kingpin would have kicked the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was one point where uh, Rich Ryder was like, "I should maybe I should have talked to Daredevil again," and it had one of those asterisks. Yeah. Check out Daredevil one seventy six. I almost did that, but oh no, it was in the one forties. The was issue it? was in okay. the one forty. Yeah, because I was wondering. I think that's right before Miller started. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, I mean th- that dude was weird, and it was a weird relationship with Powerhouse. I thought for sure Powerhouse was the bully that was beating him up in high school because the way yeah. he draw, drew the face was almost identical. I think that they tried to introduce too much in this in this whole series. New new characters, uh, new heroes, new villains, and then they tried to tie him in with Thor or Spider-Man or Daredevil to bring him into canon with the rest of the comic books. Yeah. If they really were doing that, they should have actually had him fight some of the other... Um, you know, he got gets into a fight with Rhino, and that's how he meets Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, gets into a fight with uh, Shocker, or gets into a fight with somebody else in Hell's... And the fight goes into Hell's Kitchen. And, sh- and you even, know, that... Even if it's like a second-rate rogue from one of their rogue galleries. Yeah. 
I mean, they definitely had a ton of villains at this point in 1977. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm surprised not more of it was in space. Because, like, before reading all this, when I knew when I thought of Nova, I thought of... The Nova Corps. Cosmic, <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's coming. Uh, but I think there was only... We were in space at the very beginning when the original Nova Prime was dying and passing his powers along. And then they briefly went out to space again with Condor and Powerhouse and Diamond Head mm-hmm. when they were, like, mind-controlling Nova... And that was about the, it. Yeah, I, I we still have another thirteen episode issues left or something like that. Uh, yeah, there's twenty five total. So we've read thirteen, twelve plus one, and now we got to read another thirteen for next week. Um, that I mean maybe that will get more into the cosmic side of it or the origin of what's actually going on. But as soon as um, I saw the beginning, I'm like. Okay, so who stole Green Lantern from... Uh, <laughs> is that how um, yeah. Hal Jordan got his powers? Exactly the same way they did it in the movie, or...? Uh, uh, so there was a Green Lantern, Abensur, who crash-landed on Earth, was dying, knew he was dying, and he told his ring to go find a worthy successor. So the movie was accurate? Yeah. And the, the okay. ring, the ring finds Hal Jordan because Hal Jordan approaches the crash, and he's like, "Oh shit, what happened?" And uh, it picks him, and he's imbued with the Green Lantern power. So it was very similar. Okay. So yeah, I if that's the case, and they definitely stole that from DC. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back and forth, you know that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, one of the things that uh, Stan Lee said about like mutants. There's only so many times you can be bitten by a radioactive insect that we're running out of origin stories. So it wasn't just coming up with new characters. It was coming up with how these characters got their powers. That's so, a good point. Um, there's gonna de- definitely going to be some stolen ideas or basis on a lot of these things. And, and I don't care. I mean... No. I Since both companies did it, I don't hold either one of them like, to be the bad guy. Exactly. So, but yeah, it's it just was, kind of funny when you notice it. <laughs> yeah, I, de- I definitely noticed that, but I was like, that's cool, whatever. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Did you care at all for that last, like, Spidey team up issue? That cu- was like Scooby Doo. That was Scooby Doo. Right? I was just yeah, like, I, mean, all right, I was what waiting is for the, the guy after he's like has his pass pull up. I would have gotten away for with it too if it weren't for these two superheroes. <laughs> right. They literally do like pull the mask off of Photon. Yeah. Which I was like, Photon? Are we not? Mo- Monica Rambeau? <laughs> yeah. But I can't. Maybe that was after this? I guess 80s. Monica Rambeau? Oh, yeah. That's definitely later. Yeah. Okay. So I guess they were like, uh, we had some. Bimbo named Photon in the 70s. Let's just take and reuse that name. <laughs> he melted holes in walls. He wasn't very Hi cool. Bear. I got a visitor here. Yeah. The bear boy. Um. So, yeah, uh, I think I may not read it as intensely as I did. 
the first 12 issues, like trying to read every single word mm -hmm. because uh, it does also fall into the trap of repeating the same things issue after issue. Yeah, I found myself, like I told you at the very end there, <laughs> <laughs> I would start to skim a little bit and I, I actually did an experiment where I skimmed a little bit and then I went back and read and I didn't miss anything. So. Yeah. I think if you catch catch the first couple words and you can tell where it's going, then you're probably safe. And you could also, you know, see the pictures. Did you notice also that the font and maybe just the coloring of the print seemed hard to read? Sometimes, yeah. And that could be the scan job. I don't know, you know, because cause these were... These I'll be were, good. These were scanned. <laughs> yes. Um. But it's that font that they loved back then, man. It's just like this italic font, and it just sometimes yeah, but, sometimes it made words like really illegible. But it seemed like when I the last book we had to read was Spider Man one seventy one, and it was a clear clearer white behind it. It was I was like, oh wow, this is going to be easier to read. <laughs> yeah, that that's much easier. That's when my Marvel has digitally remastered the book, oh. and that's why it's like beautiful. And they probably did that. You probably read it that way because it was part of the original ASM run, which is like crown jewel kind of stuff. Yep. Whoever scanned that and put it up probably got it from an omnibus or something. Well, I think Marvel just, that's part from their digital library and they just put it out. But mm, okay. We'll see. I mean, I think, I think the only other Iron Man and Namor, that book was that way. Mm. Um, but when you start getting into these slightly less popular ones, you're going to run to the scans like this, which is fine. just takes a little bit more. They're darker a little bit, and sometimes the uh, ink, you know, blends on some of the bolded words. I was like, ab abhorrent? Or yeah. something, something. I think that was the word that I was, like, really struggling with. Well, I mean, there were several times where I, like, took my glasses off. I'm like, okay, it's not me. Right. <laughs> Yeah, at that point you got to use context clues and kind of. Do just... I got to get a cup of coffee, smack myself in the face? I'm like, still blurry. No, it's not. It's not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, my birthday just passed, which I'm not asking for happy birthdays from people, but I hit another one of those milestone numbers, and next thing I know, I can't read. Everything's blurry. I'm like, come on, man! <laughs> it didn't need to happen so fast. I used to be able to read comic books from 20 feet away without glasses. <laughs> now I feel like Mr. Magoo. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so should we give, should we rate it? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What are you thinking? Four. Oh. Sad that you read it. Or you feel worse off reading it well i consider five the neutral line yes so this is this was a little bit more work than enjoyment <laughs> okay i mean i there was some nostalgia in it in the way they wrote things but i think if i had to read three issues of it i think it would be a little more positive the fact that i again on my own choice powered through all 13 issues starting at six o'clock this morning uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, it became more work than fun. Yeah, but it it wasn't horrible. So just below the Mendoza line, I guess you'd say. Hmm. 
I'll give it a Maybe, five. Go ahead. I was going to say, I might go as high as a five, but I, I'm not going to put it anything in the positive. I'll give it a five-five. Okay. Um, I agree with you. It these older books, they're tough reads, man. Just the the way they're laid out, um, how much speech bubbles there are. At least this one didn't have a lot of like colored block expositions, and if they were, they were just like one line. It wasn't like a yeah. paragraph or a whole page or a whole page. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know. I don't think if they bring Nova to the MCU that it will be this version. No, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think it would translate well. I think the rumored version is going to be Sam Alexander, which I think came out in like 2004 Mar- or something. Uh, Marvel point, well, Marvel now point, uh, what point one, whatever the heck it is, yeah, not be somewhere yeah. around there. I've I've got a copy. I think it's a nine six maybe, but. Um, and I have the I have a copy of this Nova also, so <laughs> Yeah, I've been wanting to read this for a while since ever since I got it. Yeah. Um, and you got a better grade copy than I do too, so <laughs> it's really affordable right now. Um but, It's a co- very cool cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um Okay. Well, we don't have to pick a book for next week. We know what we're reading. We're reading part two. <laughs> yeah, let me pull up. Volume two is 13 through 19. Defenders 62 through 64. FF Annual 12. And Marvel 2 and 1 Annual 3. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's not just reading 13 through 25. <laughs> no. So 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So seven Novas in a row. Mm-hmm. 62, 63, 64 Defenders. So that's 10 books. Oh, God. Uh, FF Annual, you said, right? And then two and one Annual. So it's 12 books. Yeah. <laughs> and two of them are Annuals, so they're double size. Ah, oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> The good thing is that I'm going to hope that those books were written for an existing Fantastic Four and, uh, and um, well, Marvel 2 and 1 was kind of campy, too. But at least we'll get some... I like reading books with the thing, though. Maybe we'll get some... It'll be more of a breakup of... Like, I doubt this is the same writer. Because Nova's from 1976, Defenders is from 72... Oh, but I guess it's number 64 and 60, so it's probably the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And I don't know who was in the Defenders at that time. I think the members changed, like, the Avengers over the years. Yeah. We'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. Nova Classic Volume 2. Is there a a Volume 3 at that point, then, or no? Yes. That collects 20 through 25, FF 204 to 206, and 208 to 21. Wow. Okay, we'll decide at the volume two if we're going to continue this journey on this volume three. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, but you, as the viewer or listener, if you're on the podcast, can veto us, I guess you'd say. If if we decide, no, oh, we don't want to go with this, and you put in the comments you really want us to read these books because you think they're better or something like that, let us know, and we, we we will absolutely take it into consideration. 
Yeah. But but if it's like root canal, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't think I have too much more to say about that first leg. No, I ran through my notes. I'm good. I'm just, I'm really feeling bad for all those penguins. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, don't forget to um, check us out on Patreon if you really want to influence the direction of the channel. That's where we're going to have um, polls for what we want to read next and things like that. You can suggest things anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for $3, $3, you can get all the behind-the-scenes stuff that we have. You can have access to our virtual get-togethers like we just had. You can get access to extra uh, features from videos. We don't put them all on YouTube. We put extra picks and extra reveals on our Patreon only. Uh, we put the this podcast that you're hearing or listening to or watching um, earlier than on... We, we put it out <laughs> earlier than to the rest of the public. Mm-hmm. Um, More of a sneak preview. Trying to think what else. Um, uh, watch alongs for things that we do watch. We no mm-hmm. longer do them on YouTube. So um, if you want to watch a show that we're watching together, where we put a time code in, and then it's like you're watching it with us, along with us. So you can start it right when we go to zero. Uh, that's on Patreon as well. Yeah. Um, we don't show the entire episode in the video. That would be piracy. <laughs> yes. So I usually I put the timer up and I leave the video on for five seconds, turn it off five seconds on five seconds, turn it off five seconds, just to, for like the first minute or so. So you can make sure it's really synced. Um, and then it's just me and rich. Yeah. So this way you can watch it on your platform or whatever and have us on a separate screen and we're, it's like, we're there with you and we can all Eating go, we can all, all go. Popcorn. Oh, shit. Zabarellios. <laughs> or you could also, you know, you could also tell, join Greg and saying, it's all right, Rich. Don't have to cry. It's okay. Are you crying? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> really? Oh, I will be. <laughs> Sometimes we do experimental stuff, like this last time in the the Mandalorian finale. We watched it separately, recorded us, ourselves separately, and then I mashed them together. And you get a few gems out of that. A lot of gobbledygook, but a few gems. Yes, <laughs> I still love that though because like you're watching the end credits, and I've already watched it hours earlier. So uh, you're watching the end credits, and I'm just rambling on, rambling on. You're just staring at this like you got your head down. You're staring at the screen with this like. I'm wait. <sighs> I'm waiting for a reveal or, or a post credit scene. Yeah, but you can see you're getting aggravated, and I just keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. And at, and at one point, I went, "All right, so I'm going to shut up now." And on cue, you went, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> Wow, (laughs) we couldn't have tried timed that better if we wanted to. And then I was like, I said a couple things, like I was annoyed or whatever, and I was like, "All right, back to you, Rich." And then the the, you had already turned off your video, (laughs) so that kind of stuff is funny. But uh, yeah, if you want to get on on that action, Patreon.com/slash Team Wahana, we'd love to have you there. We got a few. things up our sleeves for that coming up here um but Mm -hmm. um if you're here on youtube don't forget to like and subscribe click the notifications leave a comment we want to interact with you guys tell us what you thought about this if you've read it um if you don't know about it but just want to comment on it that's fine too whatever you want to do keep the comics keep it clean and um yeah 
I don't think there's anything else, is there? No, that's it. Okay, I did it. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, family, thank you. Until next time, mahalo. <laughs>